You are now listening to the Jones Underground Podcast. This is episode number one. You're sitting here with the, basically me by myself, is Mr. <clears throat> Afian Jones. They call me Mr. O. Um, this podcast is pretty much a microcosm of a lot of topics that through the course of my um, <laughs> all my interests and everything else that we have. Uh, you will see a variety of things, interviews, people come across here from a variety of backgrounds. We're talking about sports, music, uh, church, community, and just black topics in, in general. You know, things that are going on. Um, me, myself, I'm from St. Louis. Um, we're well-traveled, though, and our first show today is going to be talking about sports. And everything that has to do with football lately, because that's what's in season. Um, number one, how about them Patriots? Um, they made probably what some consider the worst decision ever, uh, signing Antonio Brown. Then when I get to be signing Antonio Brown... They go out and they, well, they beat the Miami Dolphins. It's not a big deal. But it's just the way that they beat down the Dolphins, the way that the whole situation is going with Antonio Brown and the whole, you know, lawsuit that he's going through. And, you know, we'll save the thoughts on that for another day, you know, because we don't really want to get into, you know, <laughs> everything that goes on with that because it is – you know, it's a touchy subject. We don't want to offend nobody, but you got a man out here who pretty much, you know, walked away from closing in on $20 million, and then he's playing for the New England Patriots, which, you know, some people say maybe he planned it, maybe he didn't. But you just look at the Patriots, and who's going to stop them? Who's going to get on the field and put a stop to them basically winning another Super Bowl, and I don't think it's going to happen. Uh, a couple of other teams that stood out today, you had the Cowboys looking pretty good. Um, shout out to Dak Prescott. Somebody need to pay that man his money. <laughs> shout out to, um, you know, just as a team, we just looking at it's been so long since the Cowboys have been a good team. It's been so long since, you know, you have a – uh, a cowboy team that should be in the playoffs and stuff. So, you know, shout out to that fan base. It's nationwide. And and everything else that they're going through, you know, you know they're they starting to pay these people some money. They're starting to get out there in the topic and discussion. And, you know, I never want to hate on nobody making their money, Ezekiel Elliott. But, you know, hopefully he, his decision-making when it comes to issues of how he treats women and stuff turn around as well. Uh, we're also looking at the Saint, the I call them St. Louis, the Los Angeles Rams. Man, they beat the Saints down, and it was not no, you know, it wasn't no close game. They put a whooping on those guys. You know, they ran them over. They they pretty much had their way with them in the second half. Drew Brees might be hurt, and he looks like that injury might be, you know might linger through the rest of the season. It might affect them, you know, because it might affect them getting in the playoffs. It might affect them, you know, trying to 
seeing Drew Brees out on top, and maybe my man's getting a little too old, or you know whatever the situation there is. But the Saints look like they had no business being out there in Los Angeles today, you know. And I and I like Teddy. I like Teddy Bridgewater, man. That's my guy, man. I, I really like the way he came out and, and kind of tried to do his thing, but the Saints receivers couldn't get open. Or the Rams defense is really playing that good. It was maybe one questionable call in that game, but you can't really put that on the refs for real that they lost it because the Rams literally came out there and ran these guys over in that second half. They made adjustments, and they beat a good team, you know. And it's, you know, the season, the way it's shaping out, you know, the Seahawks look real good. Um, a couple of teams look pretty decent. But I just don't see no one in this long NFL season stepping to the New England Patriots and, you know, taking away their dynasty. And they have a dynasty, you know. And especially, you know, Antonio Brown's going to be playing for them week in and week out. If he's on the field, that's a whole other weapon you got to deal with, you know. And I know we all have our feelings about A.B. in that situation, but the dude, he's a player. He's a player. Whether you agree with what's going on or not, he's out there and he's making an impact. So um, we move forward to another one of my favorite sports, boxing. Um, professional boxing, heavyweight boxing took the center stage last night. You had Tyson Fury facing off against... Uh, man, a, a unknown guy, but the guy is a good boxer. Um, gotta look his name up. But it didn't. It wasn't. It wasn't a Mike Swartz fight. You know, the situation got to the point where my man got his eye busted up, and I wouldn't have been mad if they stopped it because he was bleeding all over the place. You know, and when we look at it, you know, if they'd have stopped that fight, he'd have lost it. You know, but. When you look at Tyson Fury and the way he was, you know, going at his name is Otto Wallen, you know, the dude was a tough guy. You know, he cut him over his eye pretty good, cut the other eye up. I don't see how my man could even see. And yet still Tyson Fury hung in there and put that, you know, put 12 rounds of work in on this guy, only being able to see out of one eye. It looked like. It looked like he didn't just get hit. It looked like somebody hit him upside the head with a baseball bat. He got cut pretty deep, man. And to see, to see that he hung in there and gritted that fight out, the fact that he put hooks, body shots, and, you know, he went in there and started fighting. We all know Tyson Fury calls himself the Gypsy King. He, he wants to put on the show. That show, that was a show, That's that, that was not a boxing match. That was a fight that he was in, and he won it. Now, as far as him rematching against Deontay Wilder, my thoughts on that is if Otto Whelan, the dude we don't know, cut your eye open that bad to where you barely, you know, you had you bleeding in there, had you looking like Rocky kind of at the end of the fight. Imagine what Deontay Wilder with his right hand do to you. You know, he damn near knocked him out the ring in that fight that they first had, and somehow he was able to get up. 
we're looking at a situation where you're not going to be able to move all the head movement and all those skills is all good. But when you get hit like that, when you're taking shots, and if Otto Welling can reach in and touch you like that, imagine Deontay Wilder and, and that savage right hand he got. You, you got to look out for stuff like that when you're boxing. And any one punch can can get you out of there. And we're we watching these heavyweights, and we already saw what um, – Anthony Joshua, we saw him lose against Andy Ruiz, and that's supposed to be fighting again, and that's going to be a spectacle. And hopefully, I don't, I don't care for Anthony Joshua. I don't, I don't care about that situation. If Andy Ruiz beats him, it doesn't matter to me. Um, I think Andy Ruiz is an actually good fighter. Um, he's not some bum. And the way that they was treating him like he was some bum, I'm glad that he won and got that belt, got all them belts off of Anthony Joshua. You have to respect everybody. You walk in that ring, this man can't beat you. Anybody can beat anybody. All it takes is one punch. And and the fact that Andrew Ruiz got up and beat Joshua after he got knocked out, and that's what I'm saying. These heavyweights, especially these bigger fighters, one punch can can take you out of here, you know. And so the fact that Tyson Fury took those punches and won his fight, I'm happy for him. But you're not going to beat a Deontay Wilder like that, getting hit inside your head. And Deontay Wilder ain't going to let you come in and body shot him to death. He going to hit you. And you might not be able to stand up to that. So, you know, I'm... I'll be watching that fight on February, you know, whenever that's going to happen. Um, I, I love boxing. It's one of my, you know, favorite sports. Um, I like the sweet science of hit and not being hit. I like the defensive fighters, and I, I still like dudes going in there and fighting. But, you know, once again, you know, these are athletes. They, they are here to make their money. We don't hate on people making their money. But, you know... You gotta gotta take everybody serious. You don't let no auto whaling, don't let nobody get in that ring with you and fool you. They here to win. They not here to, you know, be no stepping stone up to you getting another belt. They they trying to take you out and get their name in light. So I'm I'm happy for Tyson Fury. I love that dude. As far as like his his spirit, his interviews, the way he be talking, the way he talk. He talked the talk, and he's been walking the walk with it. He talked that talk. You know, I love these British dudes that come over here. They, they hand, you know, I like the way he handled his business. I like the way he's taking the fame in. I like the way he's staying humble, thanking God after the fight and stuff, man. I love all of that. Um, I just don't think him stepping Deontay Wilder is a good business move for me. I would, you know... I would, you know, wait a little bit longer for that because <laughs> the way he was looking last night, yeah, Deontay Wilder hit you, you out of there. You're not just getting cut, you're getting knocked out. So, you know, I hope I hope they fight. I hope it be a good one. I hope, it, you know, everybody make their money off of it. But um, I think Deontay Wilder's set on that one. Um Next up, we got a few things in gaming that came out this week. This has been a big weekend, video games. Uh, you got Gears uh, 5 coming out, which I played, and 
I just thought it was awesome. Borderlands 3, I didn't play, but, you know, everybody's reviewing it and they're, you know, saying it's a good game. I'm a big FGC fighting game person, Tekken uh, 3, Season 3 pass. Tekken 7, Season 3 pass came out. I kind of played that a little bit. Um, <laughs> my, my thoughts on that are kind of weird, but I want to start with Gears of War 5. Um, Gears of War 5, what can I say about Gears 5? Uh, Kate is a savage. She is a complete savage. And the first game, seeing her go through everything with her mom and stuff, and then the second game, and I don't want to spoil it for no one, because the story mode is the centerpiece of this game. Yeah, they got all these online death matches and horde mode and, you know, escape modes and stuff, and that's all good to clean the story mode. And I'm not even good at the whole shooting game aspect. My son came over here and beat me down on the game the same weekend. And he never played it before. And I played it all week. So I'll let you know, <laughs> I'm not that big of a shooting game person. But I'm here for the story. The story was so awesome. And the game was so beautiful. The way that they added all the other colors. Um, all the other modes in the game. Um, the fact that... You know, they went a different route with it. They put a female in the lead here. And her story was so, you know, it made you feel for everything that goes on. And yeah, the game has a, uh, the game has a few choices that you have to make that decide how the rest of the series is going to go for you. But man, you know, it was hard, you know, not to feel the emotion that you're going through piece by piece of the story in this game. Uh, the campaign is not just a pushover. The campaign is like the main attraction of, I think, Gears of War 5. And I know people will be online shooting each other, chainsawing each other, cutting each other in half. But just to go through the story mode, the robot and everything that he can do now as far as taking over other enemies. And now you got like a predator mode where you can cloak yourself in invisibility and sneak up and kill enemies and stuff. The way they incorporated all this new stuff into the game is is good. And then the story, the graphics on the game are so beautiful, man. I've never seen a game look this good on the Xbox uh, One platform. And the fact that you can play people on across, you know, PC and, and stuff, it just adds to everything that they're doing. These games are, are really getting, you know, what they're doing with these games is incredible. Uh, as far as Tekken 3, uh, Tekken 7, Season 3, uh, um, I've always liked Tekken. It's my favorite fighting game. It, it took over Street Fighter because Street Fighter decided not to put 5 on the uh, Xbox One. And that's what I have, so I haven't really played it. But Tekken 7, I was in love with this game when I was still playing Tekken Tag Tournament 6. And... Um, yeah, it's getting kind of like, I don't like playing the game online. Like, you know, I still do it, but I don't like to play it online because, you know, you got some Wi-Fi warriors out here that, you know, online, they can get away with doing certain stuff, cutting their internet connection or whatever they be doing. And when you playing somebody face to face, you can't do all that. You know, it's all about your reaction, your speed. And 
Yeah, I play online. I got somebody up in the green and, you know, blue ranks and stuff like that. And and after that, I just, you know, I don't like grinding online matches and stuff for real. I just like playing the, learning the characters and then up in the difficulty level or the computer to learn how to play. And then playing people head to head when they come through. Or we might, you know, might even, I might even like to put together some kind of a tournament for Tekken 7. But as far as the season three patch, I'm not really cool with the, I love Zephina, but that's not my character per se. I'm glad that they put her back in the game because she is unique. She has the little stance where she kind of dances and stuff. And she has all those different stances, praying mantis and scarecrow and stuff. But as far as like her as a character in the game, it's not like something that get me going. I'm just happy they brought Marduk and Armor King back. But then Leroy Smith, yeah, that's the one I'm waiting on. <laughs> Leroy Smith, when he come out, maybe I'll be more hype about season three, but it's just playing the game. You know, it's not, I don't have to go online and be, you know, I'm not trying to be like a professional gamer on the situation. I just like playing the game and being pretty decent at it. I don't. I'm not going to go to no tournament and earn all this money being a professional gamer. I just play the game for recreation, you know, when I'm not walking or when I'm not, you know, playing or practicing music for church or certain groups that I work with. But I'm still happy that, I'm still happy that, you know, they, they, they still putting something into that game going on, what, two, two and a half years after it launched, you know, and... They're still supporting this game. They're not having moved on to the next best thing, or they're working on Tekken 8, or allegedly Tekken versus Street Fighter, however, whatever they're working on. They, they're still doing what they got to do to keep people, you know, invested in the game, playing each other online, uh, still putting characters in here, and still making the game new. People on Street Fighter 5 ain't. Psh, they ain't, they ain't got that. You know, the net code on that game is worse than it is with this one. So, but like I say, fighting games really, to me, ain't about these just horde and horde of online matches. It's your buddies are at your house and y'all playing the game against each other. You know, it's kind of like, that's how we kind of came up when we wasn't playing Spades. We was playing a video game. And, you know, it's... It's kind of changed now as we gotten older, we don't, you know, come around each other as enough. And then uh, it's hard to find just random people that's still kind of that good on the game to give you a challenge. But, you know, fighting games is about fighting the person next to you, getting it in type stuff, or, you know, just seeing who, you know, who the best. It's some, one of those things where, yeah, you ain't doing no triple kick combo in real life, <laughs> but, just one of those outlets for, you know, which video games as a whole is just an outlet, you know. You don't want to spend too much time on them, but it's just something to keep you, you know, it's something that, it's a kind of therapy for me, you know, and that's why I, I kind of work into those. Uh, closing out this show, we'll be doing a few this week just to kind of get into the rhythm of recording and, um, just being real, and of course, you know, this is what I would like to call what Jalen Rose would call a pop the trunk production. We're not talking about a 4K camera for a YouTube channel. We're not talking about a 
$200 mic for a condenser or nothing like that. This is for people who just want to hear just random thoughts, people that want to, you know, kind of get another take on what's going on in the communities. And so Sunday night is going to be sports night, period, you know, because they normally have a fight going on somewhere, UFC or boxing, NFL season. So, of course, it's a basketball season, get going and, you know, I'm, I'm hopeful for the Warriors, but Lakers, they, that's my team, and I got a coworker that would love to share her thoughts on her LeBron-led Lakers. I never was a big LeBron fan, but I'm happy that, you know, he's happy in L.A., and hopefully he can get the purple and gold into the ring. But um, I want to give a couple of shout-outs to a couple of people who make doing stuff like this and possible, and hopefully they can, hopefully they can lend their voice to it in a minute because this is a project this is a, my own personal pet peeve I've been wanting to do this for years um, I want to give a shout out to um, number one my girl Robin who's helped me with, with doing a lot of stuff that I do supported a lot of projects when I didn't have helped me to get the job I got and make the money I make and you know even though we go you struggle sometimes we go through that together um I want to thank P, an artist that I'm like one of my business partners. We work with a label together. We, I play keys for her whenever she needs me to. Um, I, we, we fund shows together, try to book local artists. Um, you know, we do a lot of stuff and, you know, a lot of the ideas that we kick off each other. And this is her music in the background. It's called Melanie Me. She has a new CD out called Renaissance and... You need to go pick it up um, on all your um, <laughs> all your music outlets. Um, shout out to Jackie. That's um, another. That's family. Tell Jackie I miss her. <laughs> but uh, and just shout out to you know all the people I work with, all the people at church, um, my church, Christ Love Divine. I play for them, and you know. That's something else I do in the gospel music, and we'll do a couple of shows on that down the line with a few of my mentors and that. Uh, I'm pretty new to the game. Well, five years in, so. But, um, uh, it's, it's, you know, it's something that I picked up late in my life. So, and me being an older guy, <laughs> you know, this, it seems like the, the stuff you pick up late is your love. I want to thank my kids, um, Nathan. Zaria Morgan uh, for just being wonderful and you know I got two of them going to homecoming at Hazelwood West I don't know their mascot but <laughs> we'll see how that goes um, we got a show we're doing in Mississippi next week um, we'll be standing out in Memphis I think to do that and just you know just thank, thank everybody for being supportive. You know, this is show number one. Hopefully, admit, well, ain't hopefully, it'll be many. We'll be, we'll be doing this show maybe three, four shows a week or four pods a week. And we'll be doing a um, YouTube channel to kind of wrap up and do shorties of certain topics that we cover on the podcast. So we want to give you a thanks. Shout out to the family, my sister, Shantae, um, my <laughs> my big sister Dion, I call them sisters, uh, and just everybody that you know supports me, everybody that comes in. If you're listening to this, thank you very much. 
uh, share it, subscribe, um, and we'll see you next time.